per- what's the old adage the person who complains the least or pays the least complains the most <laughs> welcome to unscripted with kirby hossaman and bill petrie in this weekly podcast kirby and bill talk about the world of marketing branding and promotional products unscripted is available only at promocorner.com the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry now here's kirby and bill Welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted. I am stopping the whole countdown thing because, frankly, I can't keep up with it. (laughs) I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me, as always, is the other host of this fine program, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, I always love to ask you, how the hell are you today? I am doing well, as is the case, I'm sure, with a lot of people listening. There are moments where my activity level ebbs and flows. I believe this is a flow period. Lots going on in my world, and uh, I generally like it that way. So that's good. You do, you do have a lot going on in your world. Things are ebbing and flowing, and you're kind of doing the Harlem shuffle as you kind of <laughs> bounce from one project to the next. Yeah. And uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So how are you, man? I'm doing great, doing fantastic. And you know who else is doing great? Yeah. The good people at Bam Bams. Yes. They are not only doing great for themselves, more importantly, they are doing great for their distributor partners. And I think people know by now they are your partner for domestic rush production of apparel, apparel accessories, and custom sourcing. But again, my favorite part about Bam Bams is they really take to heart the fact that they want their clients, so the distributors listening to this program, they want their clients to uh, experience a fine branding experience through their extraordinary customer service and their unrelenting innovative spirit. I love that. Uh, That's their vision statement. I absolutely love that. Uh, The good people at Bam Bam's, Ben Taylor, who's a friend of of both of us and a friend Mm -hmm. of this program. So we're thankful for their sponsorship. We really encourage you to visit them at www, and I don't have to say that anymore because it's not 1999. (laughs) Visit them at bambams.com. Make it happen fast. Or you can go to www.com. www.com. What the hell is that? Let's try that again. www.bambams.com. Make it happen fast. You will be happy. Yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. Good folks over there, for sure. Excellent. So are you ready to get this thing started? I am. I am. Do you want Excellent. To, you, you want me to go, or you got a topic? No, I've got a hot topic. Okay. I have got a hot sports opinion. I'm going to say it's actually white hot, my opinion. And so hopefully this will get uh, people thinking. And I want to thank you for having the courage to being on this podcast and listening to my rant that's about to start. Okay. So last week, um, I uh, I was in Denver, Colorado. I spoke at the Rocky Mountain Regional Promotional Products Association. Had a great time. Good people out there. and Really enjoyed my time. Almost at the same time uh, at in Denver, Colorado, PPAI had an event called Spark. Are you familiar with Spark, Kirby? I know a little bit about it, yes. Okay, for those of you who are not familiar with Spark, it is a millennial-only education uh, and networking event, very similar to the North American Leadership Conference or the Women's Leadership Conference, but really focused on millennials. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that a lot of millennials feel like they are maligned, that they have been incorrectly feel, they've been incorrectly slotted by olds like you and me. Sure. The Gen Xers, the baby boomers, that they're lazy, they're narcissistic, you know, I mean, all the negative things. And, and I generally do not agree with that. And I think right. we've, we've talked about that. I've certainly written about it. I am a huge fan 
of millennials. In fact, I, I worked with three uh, that were there at the event. Sam Cabert, who, who we both know very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in my brand of eight days, he was one of my customers, and I still talk to him at least once a week try, mm-hmm. you know, to work with him. Uh, Mike Eaton, who mm-hmm. actually spoke at the event, he uh, is a great really smart kid not that sam is but i'm just he you know mike's a really sharp guy and i'm mentoring him through promo kitchen right now and kelsey cunningham so a lot of great people there and, and it was led by seth barnett who is is a personal friend i really like seth and love what he's doing at ppai but i have a I don't want to say I have an issue. I, I struggle with the fact that it was a millennial-only event, that it was for a certain age group. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that misses the mark. And for a group that feels like they are excluded from industry conversations, excluded from industry opportunities, mm-hmm. to have a age-specific-only event, I thought was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you, I think it missed the mark. Um, and... You know, I thought the optics were bad. Right. I'll tell you why. Because I saw the Facebook posts, and every time I turned around on, and saw a Facebook posts from people, they were going to a bar. They were on a pedal cab drinking. They were walking to a, 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 a Coors Field. I don't know if they are going to a game or not. But it just, unfortunately, because I think it's wrong, it unfortunately reinforces to people who think millennials suck it just reinforces that millennials aren't working. Right. And I am sure the education was great. I'm sure the event was great. I know Seth poured his heart and soul into it, so I have no doubt it was a really good event, and I bet people walked away with a lot of great learnings. But from an outsider looking in, I think the optics were really, really wrong. I think it, it further alienates a generation that is in desperate need of understanding. Mm. And so I, I'm really struggling with uh, why why you be so exclusionary, why not include a, a couple baby boomers into the mix, even to speak about how can generations of different mm. uh, eras work together. And I wanted to get your take on that because that, that is my take. I, I think it's, I'm sure it will be tweaked. Like I said, I have no, no doubt it was a success, but I just feel like the optics were really, really bad. Yeah, so super good topic. Um, I, I think it's... It, it's really interesting in the sense, and I think that your take is pretty probably, I have a similar opinion in the idea that, um, look, everybody's talking about we need to include, we need to include, we need to include. And frankly, the millennial generation has done a lot to teach us that we need to be inclusionary. So the idea that there's an exclusionary event seems counterintuitive. So I, I kind of am with you. That being said, so this is what this is what I was trying to kind of put my big boy pants on and kind of look at it a little differently and say, Look, if we just called it an uh, under 30 event in the industry and we started it 10 years ago when Gen Xers were that or whatever, I actually think that some sort of youthful event is not a bad idea. I think that the idea that the it kind of started with a generation that is accused of being narcissistic and they created an event just for themselves mm-hmm. is is part of the optics I think that you're 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 having problems with. Does that make sense? It does. And and I think I think you make a good point. You know, if we held a Gen X only event, right? I, I guess that's people it. people be 
pissed off. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. That's not right. You can't exclude us. And I mean, it even got to the point, I have the PPAI app on my phone. And that's how they manage events. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, if, if you go to NALC, the North American Leadership Conference, when you want to join that event, you click on it and you have a code to put in. It just says, put the code in and join. If you don't have the code, you click. If you click join, it will say, "I'm sorry, you need the code. Please contact whomever." Right. When I click on Spark, an an, an actual error message pops up and says, "You are not allowed to join this event." <laughs> yeah. And again, the optics are bad. I, you know, as as a famous person once said, "The road to hell is paved with good intentions." <laughs> yeah. Right. And. That was my dad, by the way. Yeah, I know. Say that. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think the intentions were good. I'm sure the learnings were really good. Right. I have no doubt. I really think it's a great, and I think it's a great thing to really have more industry events targeted to ensure that there is not just millennial inclusion, but there's a millennial voice. Right. I just think by excluding everybody else, it reinforces the negative stereotypes that unfortunately people have about that generation. Yeah. Again, I think it's just, it comes back to the idea that we really at the end of the day at any event, you don't want just 25 year olds there. You want, or, or 35s or 65s, whatever, right? You want the smartest and best people. Right. That's really what you want. And so, um, yeah, I think targeting millennials makes a little bit more sense. But I would be super curious to hear, you know, some of the things that came out of the event and, um, you know, sort of feedback to, 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 I think you and I agree on it. So feedback mm-hmm. to our take. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see what other people feel like. And, and, and I'll be very clear. I do not want this to be a millennial bashing thing. That's not my intention. Right. I think, I, I, I like I said, I work with a lot of millennials. I get so much energy from working with millennials, and I appreciate what they bring to the table. My issue is the specific event and did it miss the mark? Yeah. Does the event take place in the same manner going forward? I don't want this to become a millennial bashing because that's not my intention. That's not how I feel at all. No, absolutely. I, I right. again, I think I, I I think the idea that we as an industry need to do a better job of including um, younger people. Stop. We can stop using the M word, but they created an exclusionary event. Is they, I think that's did. the that's the challenge. They did, and it's not about making sure that they feel included. It's making sure that we give. Um, Everybody of every generation <laughs> avenues to participate. Fair. I like All it. All right. I think I'm done with my rant. My white hot <laughs> topic is over. Kirby, what do you got for us? Um, okay. So I, I wanted to address something. I think we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but it came back up recently. And so I wanted to kind of touch base on it. Um, had a conversation with one of the people you just mentioned, actually, uh, Sam Kaber. Um, Love Sam. Yeah. And so we were actually talking. Swag Sam, yes. he goes by. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, he, we were having conversations, and one of the things I love about him is he and I get together and go, well, here's how I handle things. Here, here's how um, you handle things. Right. And he was asking about the dreaded credit card charge, right? Ah. We, yeah. So we get, you know, as, you know, often if we're paying on credit card as a distributor, we're paying a supplier, we get charged often a fee to use the credit card, right? Um, right. And so he was asking me, well, do you charge that? And in the interest of disclosure, as of June 1st, we've started to put an additional 3% uh, credit card fee on our invoices. Um, 
so what got me thinking is uh, sort of as a uh, as an aside comment, he kind of said, mm-hmm. well, look, you know, we all um, are very similar in businesses. Mm-hmm. And so if I start charging that fee and the person down the road doesn't, does that mean they take their business someplace else? And I think that's a super fair question, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and I started, I, I was trying to come up with, you know, we got off the phone and I was trying to think it through. And it occurred to me that earlier that same day, I ordered pizza from Papa John's online (laughs) and they charged me a delivery fee and that didn't include the tip. Of course not. Right. And I actually remember when they started doing that and it was kind of a big thing. And I actually think there's a fairly similar, um, comparison to draw there, right? Papa John's is, is not the only game in town. There's Domino's, there's Pizza Hut, there's, but they have decided that this is a cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make me change, <laughs> right? It didn't right. make me say, you know what? Never mind. I'm not eating today. I, I, so I wanted your take on this to say, look, this is one of those pieces where I think we're being charged this. I'm not trying to make money on it. I'm just trying to cover my fee. I want right. your take on, look, is that really a thing we have to be worried about losing business over? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, he, here's why. First of all, I think a lot, I, I, it, it, it's gone back and forth. I remember in the 80s, when uh, you'd get gas and you'd have one price for cash and one price sure. for credit. And yeah. then that all went away. And now it's come back again Yep. Um, as credit card fees have gone up. So it doesn't – here's the thing. I think I'm like most human planet being human beings on the planet. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, human planet, be, human planet beings. Um, maybe clearly I'm not like a lot of other human beings on the planet. But I'm, I'm willing to pay a little extra more for quality or convenience. Okay, so in a competitive marketplace, certainly promotional products fits in. But if you're talking about low level pizza, like you just mentioned, um, they're all about the same. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Papa John's is not that dissimilar from Pizza Hut, not that dissimilar from Domino's and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm sure everybody has their preference. Sure. They're about the same. If it's going to get to your house faster or it's going to be delivered, Mm -hmm. you're going to pay for I don't mind paying two bucks for that. Right. And if it's easier for me to use my credit card as opposed to writing a company check, I don't mind paying a little extra for that either. And I think most people are are used to that by now. Right. I, I think it's part of the cost of doing business. So I don't – there's always going to be that one or two outliers, mm-hmm. right? The, the one or two outliers who say, you know what? The guy d- down the street doesn't charge me. And, and they'll be and the loudest. Percent. They'll yeah. be the loudest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's they're not going to, yeah, they yeah. What's the old adage? The person who complains the least or pays the least complains the most. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, you're gonna have that, but I would not sweat it. To me, that is getting stuck in minutia, and uh, I wouldn't give it a second thought. It's got to be processing a transaction. Um, you have to make it as cost neutral as possible, mm-hmm. and so uh, passing that along to. Uh, the client is no, from my perspective, uh, the same as passing along freight to a cu- customer right. if you're not using it as a profit center. Yeah. So I don't see, I don't see it as a big difference. It's a cost of doing business, and, and it's a cost of making a purchase from a consumer's perspective. Well, and I also think it's a choice, at least from the way we're we're positioning it, is that here's the fee if you pay with a credit card, or you you don't have to, right? Here, right. You pay with a check, <laughs> then you don't pay yeah. that fee. So that's I, I think then it becomes a choice. 
So yep, no, I agree. I completely, I completely get it. Cool. It's always something to consider, but I don't, I don't. To me, it's not a deal breaker. I, I'd be curious to hear if any of our listeners yes. have had customers say, "Hey, you know what? I am not going to you. I'm going to your competitor who sells basically exactly the same thing you do, and they're not charging me a credit card pressing fee, processing fee." So I'd really like to hear about that. Yeah, for sure. What's next? All right, I've got one that's going to hit close to home, Kirby. So I hope you are. I, I want you to. I'm, I'm going to warn you. Okay. Bra- brace for impact. Okay, I'm ready. Oklahoma State University okay. in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, home of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Is opposing Ohio State University. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this? Uh, is opposing them? No. Yes. This is new. This would is new would you me. like to know how they're opposing him? It's not on the gridiron. I would, it is not on the diamond. I it is guess. not on. It is not on any sort of sports field, sir. I would guess it has something to do with our initials. It does. Right. So Ohio State has a desire to trademark OSU mm-hmm. on apparel. Mm. And Oklahoma State is opposing that. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclosure here. I wish nothing but failure on the Ohio State <laughs> Buckeyes. <laughs> okay. I wish nothing. Let me say it again very clearly. I wish nothing but failure on the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's got, it's um, got to have been a, a pretty rough time for you. It, it is, you know. I, 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 you know, I'm just not. I'm just not a big fan. Not a big fan. Sure. I, I'm joking. I don't hate them that much. I have no love for the Oklahoma State Cowboys either. <laughs> but the fact that somebody can in, uh, trademark three letters just for apparel completely sends me into hypnosis. Yeah. I don't understand why anybody would allow that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 and I don't think I don't understand why anybody would desire that. Right. To be honest with you, I don't know why Ohio State would burn the calories to fight, or uh, yeah, to burn the calories to actually try to make that a trademark. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, this. So full disclosure, I am an Ohio State fan, um, and I think that trademarking that is silly. Um, and I think it's it reeks of in a bigger issue from my perspective, in the sense that <laughs> that uh, people are making grand dollars off the right. shoulders of amateur athletes. Oh, uh, that's a whole yeah, I know. that's a whole other topic. It I, is, I, but I have, it, it, yeah. it is appropriate, right? I mean, because it is. because the, the reason that they've even considered even considered trademarking three letters is because they can and it will make huge dollars off the backs of your Braxton Millers and your whoever. So, yeah. No, I, I agree with you so, on that. We'll have to get into that, I think, another time yeah. because I, there's no way we would wrap that up in what, the time we've got left. Fair, fair. But I just I think it's silly to, to try to trademark letters. Yeah. I mean, they're totally different colors. It's what, crimson and silver? Is that the official colors for the Buckeyes? Scarlet and gray, but yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Scarlet <laughs> and gray. Well, well if you're going to make up words like crimson and silver, I'm going to correct you. I try. I was trying. Um, I was actually trying to be respectful, damn it. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State's is like puke orange and black. So, I mean, and I mean mean no offense by that. No, of course not. I mean no offense by that. Um, (laughs) Clearly. clearly. No, no no offense at all. Yeah. It's just, who cares? They're initials. And... It's just a waste of time. Yep, we are. So I just wanted yeah. to get you on that. I saw that come up in my news feed, and I'm like, I need to challenge Doctor Kirby on that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Um, okay. Go ahead. Got another one? Yeah. So let me, so, um, I guess I'm going to jump to this. So here lately, because I'm trying to be stretched into a bunch of different directions, when you're doing all that, I think, and you certainly appreciate this, you start getting down into the minutia of the things you do each day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to make sure that my calendar, my activities match what's best for my company. Um, you know, it's like goes back to what is it, Prado's rule, the eighty twenty rule, yep. um, where twenty uh, percent of your activities make up for eighty percent of your results. And so, I I felt like I was getting out of whack with that. And so okay. I went to my team and was like, okay, I think I know what um, the best things I can do for Hosman Marketing are. But I wanted their opinion, and so I actually asked them, hey, what are the things you see me doing that you think get the most return? Um, and that was super, that was really helpful for me because all of a sudden some of the things that I was sort of begrudgingly doing, like going Mm -hmm. to local chamber meetings based on the feedback from my team, they were like, no, dude, that's super important. Um, so how do you weigh that? I know that you're sort of, uh, you work remotely and how do do you maintain focus on the most important things? Do you struggle with it or is it, does it come pretty naturally? Um, both. I, I'm going to answer. I mean, yeah. it, it does come naturally. I think my the way my bill brain works is that um, I do, I'm a more of a morning person. I mean, I, I don't need a lot of sleep. If I get five hours a night of good solid sleep, I'm, I'm pretty good to go. Mm. So um, I get up very early. I go do personal things. I go work out and all that. And then um, I am the most productive from 730, 7 o'clock in the morning till about 2. And so I make sure to get the things I need to get done. And uh, I make I do it very simply. I put a list of the three things I have to get done that day. Mm. Everything else is gravy. These are the three things I have to get done today. Mm. Um, and so that helps me maintain focus. And I do that as early as I can. And I start with the most unpleasant tasks first. Nice. It, Love that. It, it, it is a challenge, though, traveling. I mean, I traveled. Yes. Like I said, I traveled to Denver last week. And, and part of my role here at Promo Corner is outreach it's evangelism it's uh spreading the good word of of who we are and what we do be in in a you know in a way that uh, makes a lot of sense for for me and the company and so i traveled to dallas last week uh, i'm sorry i traveled to denver last week through dallas uh, (laughs) on tuesday i got delayed in the airport by about three hours and i didn't get to uh denver until about one in the morning Mm. on wednesday on the way back, I left Friday morning. I was supposed to be on a very early flight, and I got uh, one cancellation, a couple delays, a couple. I got bumped off a standby flight, and uh, next thing I know, I'm home at midnight. Mm, and how do you maintain uh, your, your effort? And, yeah. and it's a challenge, but I just think it's you just kind of suck it up, Skippy, and do it. Right. Um, so I, 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 it does come naturally to me. But but it also can be a uh, a challenge. Yeah. So how do you handle it? I mean, what have, what have you done? Yeah. So generally speaking, I have probably a similar process in the sense that I'm up fairly early. I try to knock out some. I my dad said a long time ago, whenever you're doing anything, like we'd be moving furniture, and he'd always find the heaviest thing and say, okay, we yep. we move the heavy stuff first. Absolutely. And that's been a lesson that has been helpful to me in all of my life. Rod is a wise man. <laughs> Rod is a wise man. Uh, and then, you know, I think the power of routines is really um, valuable. And like you Absolutely. said, those travel things, they throw you off. And I love to travel, but it does. 
uh, jack you up, especially with time zones and things like that. So, um, but, but I will say, I mean, honestly, the thing I did the other day where I was like, guys, I think I know. But before I tell you what I think, tell me what you think. What are the most valuable activities that I can do? And having them sit around and hear it from them in the way, you know what I mean? From your team mm -hmm. to go, well, you know, you need to go see people. You need to see. Right. And, and what's funny is they then they started saying, well, here are some things you need to promote. Here are some things you, when you're seeing them. Here, and it was like, oh, well, hang on a second. Let me start writing some stuff down because right. by asking those questions, not, I got not only the answer I was looking for, but some more uh, depth too. And so that was actually, I think that when you have people around you who will tell you things you don't want to hear, that helps. Well, and the thing is, and, and you hit on something that, that it gets me in a good way going, you have to give people permission to criticize you honestly. Yeah. Um, because people generally are nice and they don't want to hurt your feelings. And you have to say, you know what? It's okay. My ego's not invested here. I really value your opinion. What can I be doing better? What am I not doing right? How can I uh, use my time better? And I think that's a great way to approach, approach that subject. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Yeah, so really good stuff today. And you know who else has some really good stuff? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Bam Bams, the very good people, the rock-solid people of Bam Bams, located just outside our nation's capital, which is Washington, D.C., for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> and they still remain your partner for domestic rush production of apparel, apparel accessories, and custom sourcing. Kirby, I know you feel as passionately about this as I do. It is imperative that everybody click off this broadcast as soon as possible and go to bambams.com. Slash make it happen fast. Yes, sir. Find out what the buzz is about. What have Kirby and I been talking about? We've been talking about this for, I think, eight weeks now. And if you haven't gone to Bam Bams, BamBams.com, make it happen fast and see what we're talking about, you're doing yourself a disservice. No, no, actually, <laughs> you're doing your customers a disservice. You're doing your business a disservice. You're doing the industry a disservice. Don't don't treat the industry like that. Go to bambams.com backslash make it happen fast. I don't, Kirby? I don't think I can add anything to that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that, was, that was a platinum level sponsorship I just gave yeah, to Bam Bams. For sure. Excellent. Well, Kirby, as always, a pleasure speaking with you. I think we had some really good topics this week, so I'm looking forward to, to some uh, uh, feedback. Hopefully we get some good engagement this week. Absolutely. Awesome. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.